welcome to the Worship Leader Probs Podcast with your hosts Jeremy and Brian, aka Mr. Probs, aka Big Tasty. Look, serving in worship and production can be one of the most rewarding experiences, but it can also feel like I'm a worship pastor, and I'm a production pastor, and these are our problems. Welcome to episode 65 of the Worship Leader Probs podcast, where we aim to encourage, entertain, and equip worship and tech leaders all over the world. Sponsored by Planning Center Online. What's up, hey, Tasty? You. What is up, <laughs> my man? So this is a little goofy because Brian's going on vacation soon. So we're like recording back-to-back episodes to get everything going. So like when this one comes out, there's a whole slew of things that could have happened in between now and then. Yeah, right. So let, Sunburns. Yeah, absolutely. Hopefully. Maybe, maybe a shark bite. Oh, let's hope not. <laughs> I'll be hanging with my uh, Mi Amigos and Mi Amigas. You are. South You're of going the border. To be. It's going to be awesome. You're going to eat some tacos? Oh, yes, I am. And the place we're going has a sushi bar. And somebody was asking me, you eat sushi? And here's the deal. Technically, probably not. But I, <laughs> I do because nothing is raw in the rolls that I get. Yeah. I, everything is nice and cooked. But uh, I will tell you this. The place we're going, they have, it's, don't at me because I know this really isn't sushi. But they have a sushi roll with chicken tendies in it. Chicken nuggies in it. Yeah. <laughs> Chicky nugs. <laughs> it is so good. Well, I'll be expecting all of those pictures on the gram gram. Oh, you got it. You got it. You may get some text text as well. <laughs> some ticky talks. <laughs> well, Brian, why don't we take a quick moment and talk a little bit about our sponsor, Planning Center Online. You got it, my man. So they've got this amazing deal called the People app. Okay. The People app will help you make sure no one falls through the cracks by giving you a place to centralize everything you need to gain insight into the people in your church. You can have member profiles. You can have uh, contact information, background checks, which is so important in this day and age, uh, custom details, online forms, workflows to help you follow up with people, and custom reports uh, to find groups of people in your database. They call them lists. The, pl- the People app is completely free for every church. You don't even have to have a plan with their other applications to use it. All right. Well, I'm going to give you a free pro tip right now. So in the People app, when you use your lists, you can actually go in through there and workspaces and all that good stuff. You could set up lists for birthdays within your church. Okay. So you could do is so you go in every day and you could see everybody whose birthday is on that day within your database. And while you're driving to work, all you got to do is make a quick phone call to those people that showed up. Hey, this is Pastor Jeremy from TC3. I just saw it was your birthday and I just want to wish you a happy birthday and let you know the church loves you. I'm telling you right now, the impact that little phone call makes will blow people's minds. And it's just simply going in, pulling a quick report out of planning center. And you are now being just an even greater shepherd for the church that God has given you. Right? That's next level. I mean, that... I almost feel like I should get paid for that pro tip. <laughs> oh, wait, a planning center. That's a planning I mean, center gingy snap. Yeah, they're actually paying us. So, but <laughs> <laughs> dude, so I am so excited because so this is coming out on Tuesday. We are going to be tomorrow heading off to San Diego, right? Where you and I, it's funny. My City wife and I were sitting Bay. around. So, yeah, we, no, my wife and I were sitting called. around the that's other day. Oh, that's not it? No, I don't know what it's called. 
Is that San Francisco? I think so, yeah. So the other day, my wife and I were sitting around. We were hanging out. And she just lost and She goes, I need a BT fixed. Oh, so so Lord, we've been Lord. missing Brian. And so I'm, I'm going to be flying out. And I'm going to hang out in San Diego with my good friend Brian. And so we are going to be heading on Friday, Thursday of this week. We're going to be heading to the planning center offices and we're going to be hanging out with the whole staff. So everyone, even though those that work remote, they're all going to be there for the day. And we're spending the day hanging out with those guys, having lunch and whatnot. And then we're going to get to go into the planning center online studios and record a podcast with the owner and founder of planning hit center himself, Aaron. And so uh, next week you're going to be able to get to hear uh, that episode and talk. We'll talk a little bit about our time in San Diego. And then we're going to go get breakfast down by the ocean. I'm going to see the Pacific and I am going to ride a great white shark. That's the plan. <laughs> Saddle up. Saddle up your great whites. We got a trail to blaze. I'm so psyched. Shout out to Nicole, our planning center uh, contact. Whoop, whoop. Yeah. Can't wait. Going to be Dude, awesome. Have you heard Corey Asbury's new song? It's fire. Oh my gosh. So I'm noticing a little trend. And I don't know if you're noticing it too. So Elevation just ha- did a new live record. Choir. Yeah, I know, dude. Corey Asbury's new song, Choir. I know. And it's Do like you a feel like gospel choir too, man? It's, yeah. Like, are you? I'm kind of noticing choir seems to be making a bit of a comeback, but it's different. It's, it's totally different. Yeah. It's so. complete. It, I got to be honest. Like, so. Like I grew up in a church that had a monster choir, full orchestra. Like we probably had hundred people in the choir and probably a twenty-five piece orchestra. Like, and it was cool and it was great. But like I kind of I fell out of fancy with choir and I'm like I really loved the contemporary thing that was going on. And so like I struggled with people that are like, well, come on man, just let choir go. It's still awesome. So what was it? Two years ago, three years ago at the Experience Conference, there was a three hundred member choir and Anthony Evans. Incredible. And he was going up there and he, I mean, he was doing contemporary worship songs with his little twist and flavor on it with a choir. And I literally thought to myself, holy crap, you have been missing it for so long. Now I know some of y'all want to at me. No, I don't want choir back, but choir being used a little bit differently yeah. where they're yeah. just wearing the, wearing street clothes. They're not holding their, their folders and ha 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 man. You know what I mean? Like, and they're just up there being part of the praise that's happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There is something about it that like takes me to the moon, man. It really can be. And you know what? They're probably there are people listening and their church choir culture or their church culture is the robe holding their folders or whatever. But um, you know, that's that is not the culture at, at my church. And so um, you know, we ended our choir ministry a couple of years ago, and I I continue to get uh, feedback about that decision. Um, but this whole gospel choir concept, you know, coming into churches that where the where gospel is not like the weekly flavor, that's pretty special. Oh yeah, I mean, yeah, that's that's if you've got Damn. the horses, especially. I, I can remember when I was uh, new in ministry, I can remember going to a conference at the Brooklyn Tabernacle. Oh, wow. Okay, in Brooklyn, New York, known for choir, like Grammy award-winning choir. And the funny part is nobody there reads music. None of the band guys read music. The choir director, Carol Cimbala, she doesn't read music. And yet, like the pastor will get up and say, it's so funny to us that churches all over the world have sheet music from the Brooklyn Tabernacle. 
but we don't have any because nobody <laughs> nobody reads it. Yeah. And so like we went to their rehearsal. They taught everything by by ear. Like they had a they have only soprano, alto, tenor. There's no bass part. So like they have a tenor get up there and sing the tenor part with the band over and over. And that so that was my first introduction to gospel choir. And it was unbelievable. Um, and the parts were so high. I can remember being like bent over backwards trying to hit these high notes. And I can see that being a pretty special part of like the next season of worship ministry in a lot of churches. And I gotta be honest, dude, I'm all over it. Like the video of Sandy Patty's daughter singing Waymaker with the Ooh, with the choir behind her yeah, and stuff. Christ like Church Choir in Nashville. Goodness, awesome. dude. There's just something about it that like I can't really explain it, but I think it's because like I think you, we get a closer picture of what heaven's going to be like with that number of voices. You know, one of the questions somebody asked when we did our live podcast recording from the experience conference was like, you know, how many mics are too many on stage? And I'm like, I'm that guy that's like, I don't know that there's a number. Mic it up, baby. You like, would they go, hey, I want to have another singer. Okay. Hey, I want another singer. Okay. <laughs> like, I don't know that I want to be like Kanye with 168 channels of wireless. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know that I have quite the the gifting and anointing to coordinate that many frequencies. But you know what I mean? Like, I'm just like, dude, I'll, I'll throw as many mics up there. There's something about that gathered group of voices that just enhances the worship so strongly. And you could still do your rock guitars and big yeah. kick drum and all the like all stuff still works. Yeah, man, I just pretty special. Yeah, dude, I'm I'm kind of I'm hoping that this is the wave, man. Pretty nice, pretty nice. Now there's a lot of worship pastors out there right now that are like, I hate you. <laughs> I do not want <laughs> choir rehearsals, and I can't hear myself in the monitor, but I can't point the monitor up because it's going straight into the microphones, which is yeah. causing feedback. And you there's know, a lot of logistical stuff. Like at our church, we are we our stage is not set up for choir, so it's a day to prepare it and a yeah. day to put it back. And yeah. so, um, yeah, it's, there's a lot involved in preparing for choir. Yeah. So, well, guys, so many cool things happening. Uh, we got some cool stuff, some meetings behind closed doors. I'm telling you, just hold on tight. Hold on. Don't hold on loosely. You would not want to do that right now because <laughs> it's on and pulping. All right, dude, let's hey, wait, jump. Can I do one? Oh, thing? wait, what you got? Dude, I just sang. You got to do it again. Hit it again. I not when you put me on the spot. Like I don't little, know what to sing now. Give us a little waymaker. <laughs> I don't know the words. Even when I don't see it, you're Even when I don't mean it, you're working. You never stop. You never stop working. Yes, 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 yes. Well, I get a lot of DMs asking for the bell. No. Oh, all the time, every day. Wow. Well, I, you can do more, Bell, if you guys will commit to using Graham Graham for me <laughs> so I can make Ali Bachanos not happy with me. <laughs> All right, my man. Do you want to jump into the first segment of our podcast that we like to call Prayer Concerns? Last week on the podcast, we took a small diversion from our normal prayer concerns. And so you guys were sending in your best planning center declines, which... I haven't laughed like that it's in a so while. Good. So, good. so 
now there's probably a bunch of worship pastors and tech guys that are like mad at us because now people are going to try to like one up each other <laughs> with how funny their declines send are. Send them but to us if they do. Send them to us, and, and I'm all over <laughs> it. And I, I, you know, they can at me all they want. I love, I love this. And so, but this week we are back to our normal prayer concerns. And so, prayer concerns in our context, um, you guys like to send into us all of the complaints, the threats. Uh, the mean things that people like to put in the prayer con- uh, request section of your connection card, your welcome card. And we like to read those live here on the podcast. And so, Brian, what do we got this week? All right, let's jump in. Number one, prayer concern number one. I was told that my necklace was distracting because it wasn't symmetrical. And also that <laughs> I looked like I had to use the restroom. Oh, <laughs> Dude, have I ever told you? There's been two or three times back. So, before I did production, I was on the stage every weekend. I sang backup, played acoustic guitar. Like that was kind of my thing. Rhythm electric. That's, that's what I did for a long time for game around console. There were multiple times that I had to go off stage, use the bathroom and come back in the midst of a worship set. There was literally one time. So Randy's up there and I'm like, it was a piano led song. So I was like, I got to go. This is not good. So I go to the bathroom. And literally come back, throw my guitar on right for the beginning of How Great Is Our God. Like literally strap on ears and click stars. Dun, 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 And Randy had no clue that I had gone off the stage and come back. I was like a ninja. That's so awesome. Oh my gosh. Okay. Number two. Number two. Speaking of number two. Oh my gosh. Oh, my Lord. Okay, dope. Okay, I I was once told by a high school boy, you have a great voice, but when you sing, your face is so ugly. Like your (laughs) mouth goes super wide and you scrunch up your forehead. (laughs) Thanks, high schooler. Come on, fam. Yeah, well, you smell like Axe body spray and angst, so... Okay, number three. A lady in my church always picks out and comments on something positive after a service. One day after the message, my pastor, who had the flu, came over to me and said, wow, I really fluffed up that one. And we saw this lady walking up to us, wondering what her comment would be. Pastor, she said, I just want to say that is a lovely suit you're wearing. (laughs) No words have ever been so cutting about a preacher. (laughs) Not the message, not the content, not the delivery. Nothing, just that is a That's great a nice suit. suit. Nice suit you got on there. Okay, number four. To preface, I'm Asian. I look really young for my age, and I hear that all the time. I once had an older gentleman in the congregation come up to me after leading musical worship and tell me that while the front of my face was really youthful, he could totally see my, quote, mid-30s face from my profile. I oh was 29. Oh, my dude these people need a filter sometimes so when my wife and i first got married i was not like when we were dating i was pretty far from the lord and so i was pretty inappropriate uh back in those days it's kind of like my bc days so this what we're seeing now is the edited version this is this is this is the result (laughs) of sanctification like if there's ever a story for how the lord can change your heart um, in Romans 12 too, like this, that is my story. So like, um, when, when Lori and I first started dating about a week and a half in, she just pulled me aside. She's like, look, cause we knew each other in college. And she was just like, dude, I know where you used to be with Jesus. 
and I kind of get an idea of where you are and like, where are you? And so like, I really went on a soul searching deal of like, God, are you calling me? Like what's going on here? And when I decided that I was going to just kind of surrender everything to the Lord, part of my prayer was like, Lord, I just, you know, even if you take Lori away, this isn't a decision motivated by something good in my life. Like, I just really feel you're calling me back. So in order to break the sinful nature, there were two things I had to do. Number one, I, I would put a rubber band on my wrist. And if I said anything inappropriate, smack. Lori would look at me and I'd have to smack myself. So that was helpful. That was super helpful. Like muskrat. My, my, my flogging <laughs> back in the day. And then number two, my wife had this fabulous idea. Before you think something super funny, I want you to say it six times in your head. And if it's still A, funny, and B, appropriate, you're allowed to say it. So I feel like if many people in our churches would abide by B, like say this thing six things, and if you think it's edifying, then go, you're allowed to then go share it. Okay. So like, what if some churches put uh, canisters of earplugs at the entrance to the sanctuary? What if we, if right beside that was a little, little uh, canister of rubber bands? Oh, that's a great idea. You think he's going to say something mean to the worship leader or the pastor? Yep. Or if you say something mean, the pastors get to look at you and go, rubber band. Rubber banded. Okay. Number five. This is the last one. Bottom of the pudding cup. Wah, 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 wah. Someone said to me, I really enjoyed you leading from the piano today, so I wasn't distracted by your expressive worship arms. <laughs> I want to have expressive worship arms so bad. That's what I want now in life is expressive worship arms. Uh, do you got to do CrossFit to get expressive worship arms? I think so. Sun's out, guns out. That's right. Oh, praise the name of the Lord, oh God. Oh, you guys missed it. If this was a video podcast, you would have seen oh. me right there singing and Arnold Schwarzenegger flexing. I wish it was. No. I, you can't ring the bell right after I've sang. You, here's what you're, you're te- kind of teasing us. I sing all the time. The it just has asking. to come from my heart. Okay. All right. The people ask for nothing. They do all the time. And I will build my life upon something. It is. (laughs) Yes. Well, speaking of passion, let's jump into part two of our interview with Mr. Brett Yonker. Okay. I got a songwriting question for you. Okay. So I'm not a a songwriter. And so we, one of the things we always do with songwriters is we go to CCLI and we just search your name. And so CCLI has you down for like 50 and the number, the the first one that comes up, build build my life. Like I, it is mind blowing to me to be at the table when some a song like that, like an iconic song, is created, and then to be able to stand on a platform and lead people in singing it. What what was that process like, and what does that what is that moment like for you as a as a songwriter and a worship leader? So yeah, I mean, yeah, being a part of Build My Life, it's such a humbling, humbling experience because, I mean, that song is just so special. I mean, it truly is like a God song. Mm. And um, it went on a, a, it's been on just this crazy journey. Um, That song started, the bridge of that song started in 2014 um, when me and my buddy Pat Barrett got together to write it. And when we were writing it, um, you know, it was 
for both of us, we were in a place in life where there was some, an ending of a season and the beginning of a new season and kind of in the in-between things just feel shaky. So for me, it was, you know, professionally things just, I, I felt like I was laying down something and trying to take on something new. Um, uh, for Pat, I think he was in, in a similar spot of just kind of going, I don't really know what's next and I, I can't see it. I can't visualize it. And then also we were both just starting to have kids. And so you can imagine like, you know, when you first start having kids, it feels like your life's turned upside down and you're like, Oh my goodness. Like which end is, I just, I don't know what I'm doing anymore. I don't even know who I am anymore. Um, it, it, I mean, having kids is amazing, but it definitely begins to shake up your world. And so we were just talking about, you know, I think we, what we need to do is just believe that God loves us. And if you, believe that and you believe that God is, you know, in control of everything and that he's a good God and that he has a plan and that he actually loves you. That's one of the most settling things for your soul is to know that you are loved by God. And so, yeah, you might be coming up against something or this thing went down at work or this, this diagnosis happens or something happens in your family or this relationship, but I know I'm going to trust that I am loved by almighty God. Mm -hmm. And so we had that bridge. It was a part of another song that the rest of that song was not good. And, um, <laughs> uh, and we knew it. We knew it that day. Uh, we just knew the bridge was the best part. And, um, and it, Pat couldn't shake it. And he told me later, he tried to put it in every song that he wrote for the next year and a half. <laughs> and so um, he ultimately wrote the chorus with Kirby. And I think of probably a year or so later, he showed me the two sections. And I love the way he would lead with house fires because they would just do sections of songs, you know? And so he was leading it. Um, but just as two sections. And then ultimately he wrote the verses with Matt Redman and, and he sent it to me after house fires recorded it. And this was in 2016 and we were getting ready for passion 2017. Um, and we were going to be in the Georgia dome. Um, and that was the first time that we had been in the dome since 2013. And, and, um, and so we were looking for songs. And I remember the first time I heard that, I was like, oh my goodness, like this is a song that we have to sing at Passion. It sounds like a Passion song because, you know, one of the things that Passion that we love to do is to hold up a big view of who God is. And in that chorus, you know, just singing it like, holy, there is no, you know, there's no one like you. There's no one beside you, God. And, and then even how it kind of says, lead me in your love to those around me. You know, it's like when you see God, it, it, it moves you out, you know, like when, when you've been touched by God and his love, that you're moved out to go to your neighbors and your community and to the world. And, and so I just was like, we have to sing this at Passion 2017. And so, so happy that we got to do that. And then just to be able to see this like long little journey, it's like the little song that could, you know, it's like, yeah. um, you know, you see a few <laughs> versions of it happen on YouTube. Um, you know, people started singing at their church. We would, we were seeing it around our church and as we traveled and, and then just over the last couple of years, I mean, honestly, even into to this year or probably last fall a year ago is when I noticed the shift of like, Oh, people know this before we got here, mm. wow. <laughs> you know, like, wow, wow, wow. and that was that crazy. That was, I, I hadn't had that moment a whole lot, you know, where it's like, you know, one of my favorite things when I leave this song is to start the chorus and just to back up and to hear people just sing it out with everything they got. Wow. And, and, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's awesome. And me and Pat both have talked a lot. I'm still not tired of singing it. I just, that was my question I that I was going to have for you. Like, 
Like, no. Full transparency, like, great. It, it's anointed. It ministers to people. But does it get old to sing it every once in a while? You know, it hasn't. And I think it's because it, every now and then you'll find a song that has, like, the essence of everything that you want to say to God. Yeah. You know, yeah. like, yeah. you know, it has, it has that, it's just that simple, I'm telling God you're worthy and you're holy. And, and then it has this, like, declaration of faith and trust in the middle. And so, like, you know, it's one of those things that that phrase for me is I have things going down in my life today in 2020 that are different than when I wrote it in 2014 with Pat. Like, but I have things that are still shaking my life today. And so like when I say I will build my life on your love, I can come into that, that statement and it like, I have different things in my heart as I'm saying that to God. And so I don't know. For me, anyway, it just hadn't gotten old. I'm sure there will be a day when it's like, okay, we need to put this on the shelf for yeah. sure. Um, but you know, it hasn't hasn't come yet. So it's for crazy. Real, like I could use it every week, every single week. Oh yeah. yeah, the people just just go crazy on it. Like, and it's funny. So, like two years ago, uh, are you familiar with the Experience Conference at all, Brett? It's a, a little bit. There's a, it's a national worship leader conference down, down in Orlando. And so Brian and I both serve uh, as team members uh, for that conference. And so like two years That's ago, awesome. um, they were doing a, um, like an artist circle thing. And so they get a bunch of artists to come up on stage and they kind of tell the story of a song and then start to, and they'll sing it for you. And so that year it was like Mike Weaver, uh, Corey Asbury. It was Pat oh, wow. Tomlin came out. Jason Ingram was there. And was Lauren Daigle there, Brian? Maybe I think Torn Wells might have been there. Torn Wells, yeah, right. So I'm, I'm, I mean, what a lineup, right? yeah, dude. It was crazy. Like full disclosure, none of us knew who Pat Barrett was at this point, yeah. and so he sits down and he's kind of like telling the story, and he's like, "So you know, here's one of the songs that I've written," and he starts singing "Build My Life," and like the room kind of all went. <gasps> Yeah. Nobody just nobody knew, and then they <laughs> sang it. We're like, "Who is this guy?" And then he's like, "Here's another one that you guys have been singing." And he starts singing "Good Good Father," and we were yeah. like, "What? What is happening right yeah, now?" Right? I know, I and know. Then, and then having Pat and Corey Asbury on stage at the same time oh was one of the funniest things I've ever experienced yeah, in my entire it life. Crazy. It was crazy. I'm I'm sure it's one of the greatest stand up routines you've ever. Heard. <laughs> well, Corey was uh, trying to to do vocal runs with against Torn Wells, and then. Pat was like, hey, this is a song I've been, I've been working on for a really long time. It's called Reckless Love. <laughs> it was it was a really funny moment. That's awesome. Cool. Okay, so the, the question we ask everybody that we have, and uh, if we could get every worship leader, band member, singer, every production person, if we could... We could fill that Mercedes-Benz arena and then some with all those people from all over the world. And we said, hey, Brett, come up and, and say something to this group. What would you feel compelled to share with them? Yeah, man, I would say, wow, guys, thanks for coming. Um, <laughs> uh, I would say, man, I really would just encourage anyone anybody, any worship leader, anybody working in the creative zone at church, spend time getting to know God. Um, I think that's one of the most under talked about areas in all of thing, all things worshiping creative is just going, do you know God? Do you have 
we talk about wanting wonder a lot, but I just don't know if like, do you spend time in the word of God, getting to know who he is, getting to know his name, getting to know his character, getting to know um, what he likes, what he doesn't like, um, who, what he is like, you know, and, and I would say the show me a worship leader who knows God really well. And you can get past being pitchy a little bit, you know, you need to work on that. It's not, it's not one or the other. I, I don't like pitting one of those things against each other because you know, it's both. And, but I, where the power comes in, in worship leadership is, is knowing and walking with God and from that place leading his people. And so that's what I would say. It's just, spend time getting to know Jesus. And yeah, I think that's, that's where it's at. Dude. I just love like just a worship pastor out there. Love that. Doing dude. the dang thing, man. Love that dude. Yeah. He's a good one. And how about your high school band, your high school worship band, having Brett Christian Stanfield. I mean, and, who, who knows who else? Yeah. I mean, it's like incredible. it's just crazy how sometimes those things have happened. Like we've had multiple conversations with like, Oh yeah, we were all playing together in high school. And I'm just like crazy, huh? crazy. Like a, a lot of the new life stuff back in the day. And then um, when, when they were really rocking and rolling and then some of those guys all went together and helped start elevation. And it's like all these people that, Oh, been friends for years. And we were doing this thing in high school and college and goodness. Crazy. Crazy. It's unbelievable. Gifted. That's right. Well, guys, thank you so much for listening to episode 65 of the Worship Leader Problems podcast. Be looking out next week for our interview with Aaron from Planning Center. Um, and hey, go to our website, www.worshipleaderprobs.com. You guys can grab t-shirts and um, you can grab stickers and buckle or buckles. Not buckles, <laughs> but but we do have pins that you can put on your backpack. Absolutely. You know, right. So, yeah. And those things all just help um, help, help us. Get the be able to out. do some of these things together. And so, guys, we are just so thankful for you, the Worship Leader Probs Nation. And until next time, see ya. Deuces.